Welcome to Make It Plain from Make Plain Jesus Ministries featuring Pastor James Bryan, where we take biblical truths in everyday situations and break them down to be as plain as possible. So, stay tuned and enjoy the broadcast. Well, welcome everybody to this latest episode of Make It Plain, and I am excited that I can spend time with you. And, and of course, I'm James Bryan, the host of this um, podcast. And I want to take this time to just encourage you again, just to remind you that the purpose of these podcasts are to give you nuggets that you can use during the course of a day, to give you hope, to give you some insights that maybe you didn't have before listening to this this episode or of this podcast or the others that have preceded or will come afterwards. We're excited just to share some, some uplifting um, truths and, and nuggets because oftentimes during the course of a day, there's so many other things that distract us from our focus that begins to affect our mood and how we look at life in general. And this is an opportunity just to get away, if you will, figuratively and maybe even physically, a way to just hear something positive. And so I want to just encourage you with this topic of don't underestimate Jesus. And you may say, okay, that's, that's cool. What is this about? And I want you to know several things. First of all, when it comes to Jesus himself, we often put him in a box, if you will. So if we're even at a point of entertaining or even considering that everything that you've been hearing about from the Bible about Jesus is real, then we kind of relegate him to just certain functions or certain areas of our life. And we say, it's okay if we do the Jesus thing on Sunday morning for two hours. But outside of that, it's our own, our own world and our own situations. And, and that spiritual stuff doesn't necessarily impact everyday life. And, and that's kind of the thought process that so many people have. And, and I've even been in conversations where people have bluntly told me that because that's their core belief. But I want you to know that just because that's your core belief, that doesn't mean it's true. And I say that in a loving or, if you will, a friendly way, because I want you to consider something else. I want you to consider that maybe Jesus is more than just someone that you go to consider on Sunday mornings when you sit in church and, and even if you're distracted with other things, but you've done your obligation for the week, it should be more than that. And so I, I think about this often and, and because of the different areas where, where I kind of function and go between pastoring, between um, being a business consultant and just um, just doing things in the business marketplace. I, I've come across people from various backgrounds, from various experiences. And so it's always interesting to me, even if, you know, whether a, Christian, a person is a Christian or not, I love having conversations with them because I like to understand their background, kind of some things about them, because it's always enriching to, to understand the full breadth of the people that are upon the earth. And, and so and the variety that's there. But I've talked to a number of folks that are that have come to know this Jesus that are, you know, really Christ followers. They're realizing something. And so as they've grown in their relationship, as they've grown in their walk, their Christian walk, they've understood and found out 
personally that Jesus is more than someone that you just lift your hands to when you are in church and they have the song that you like when you say, oh, that's my song, and you really get into it. It's more than that. And so they realize that, you know, they've depended on him at times. I know I have several testimonies where, where the people who have cancer diagnosis have really just depended on him, and before they knew it, it was gone. We've had people that have had um, uh, all uh, types of illnesses, both in the brain and other areas where they really depended because they chose to really depend on this Jesus because they had to. And they began to come back and give testimonies of how they're disease-free. I've seen that. I've seen it often where, um, or I've seen folks that have been in wheelchairs for a period of time, and, and they really dug in and began to believe, and, and then they're no longer in them. Um, so I, I've seen that, and what they've done in a simplistic way is to not box in Jesus, but say that he really does have the breath the depth, the strength, the ability to impact their lives in many different areas. And they've dug into those areas where they're really struggling and they've seen some results. So I think about that at times. And, and even when personally there are challenges that may come across my way, I, I, I remember these testimonies and, and I remember these stories that folks have said and the, the accounts in detail about how things came about. To be honest with you, I, I love the Bible and I, I believe the word and, and, and I do the best that I can through, through the Lord to be able to apply it to my everyday life in all aspects. But sometimes it's always great to hear testimonies of people right here, not just the folks that are in the word, but from the past, but those that, that I may know and the circles that I may come across. And that is even extra encouragement because it lets me realize and remember how active the Lord is even today during the, 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 the century in which we're in and everything else that we're, that we're living through. He's very active in it. And I want you to take a moment and think about that. Realize that it is not just the story that you read in the Bible, but there are live, real, living accounts, if you will, that occurred. And even the prophetic things that are spoken are things that if they haven't been fulfilled, will be fulfilled. So it is all encompassing. When I open the Bible and I begin to look at it, and I think about you know, the areas of, of um, impact that the Lord has had, there's several that I, I recently came upon that just made me stop and pause and, and think about it for a minute. One is the account of when Jesus fed the 5,000, right? And you know there's more than five, there were more than 5,000 because there were 5,000 men, but then there were women and children there too, so that's more. And so in it, he went and fed with something small. He only had a limited num amount of bread, a limited amount of fish but yet it was able to feed everyone. And so you were thinking, many people would think, well, of course, that's Jesus. But put yourself back in that time that you were in an area that was really outside of any town, a little bit remote, if you will. And all of a sudden, after all the preaching and everything else, people were getting hungry. You know how you get after church service, if you go to church or if you've been, that no matter how good the service is, 
at the end, you're thinking, oh, what am I going to eat? Um, and so this is even more pronounced because they had been there. When they were seeking the Lord, they would stay longer than people do today at church. The, the attention span right now is, is very short. But during that time, they were really seeking because they knew they needed a change. They needed a Savior. And so after hearing and seeing and learning and, and doing all these different things, they were hungry, but yet they were far from a place where they can get the food and, and other aspects. That's why it was such a major miracle. Even when Jesus turned to his disciple and, and talked about, you know, these folks need to be fed, and, and they were like, well, we don't have anything. Send them home. And, and, and all that conversation that occurred, Jesus was also letting them see that he is more than just a good teacher. He is more than someone that has good words. He is one that impacts not only the spiritual aspect of a person's life, but also the physical and the natural aspects. And so by doing this and providing the food that they needed, the physical food, the bread and the fish, he was proving something. He was proving that he is Lord over every situation. It could be emotional. It could be Physical be an area of life. It could be that, you know, related to this particular example, it could be related to the fact that you don't have enough food in your house right now. And you're trying to understand how to stretch things, how to make ends meet. And so if you don't underestimate Jesus, but you say, Jesus, you're more than able, and you just trust in him and then do what you know is right and let him guide the situation and, and deal with the situation then you start realizing your food did stretch or other sources of food came from other areas. And then you even had some leftover, like in the, the example of feeding the 5,000, they had food left over. You see, we often miss it because we just say, well, this is something I got to do without Jesus. I have situations that I have to address. But you can't fully address it completely without him. And so the one thing that I know from reading this and many other aspects of the Bible is that the Lord always does exceedingly abundantly beyond all that you can ask or think. Now, what does that mean? That means when you need just enough food for two days, you have food for more than two days. When you need just enough um, finances to pay this off, you'll have that. And then others will come in different areas. My point is this. He never comes up short when you trust him. He never just says, I can only help you in this area, but not in the other area. It all depends on how much we trust him and let him in. And that's what we have to think about. Don't underestimate the areas or don't underestimate Jesus. He is Lord over everything. The Bible makes that very clear. And that should be something that's encouraging for you because there are times, even if today when you're listening to this, everything is going perfectly, that you have no issues, that you have no concerns. Well, I just want you to know tomorrow comes. And sooner or later, especially if you're walking a walking testimony for the Lord, there's going to be opposition. And that will come. So then during those times, realize and know deep down inside that Jesus still is Lord of every aspect. Do not underestimate him or box him in. Now, some of you may think, well, um, 
okay, that's good in some personal things, but in my relationships and 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 all, does does Jesus really help there? The answer is yes, he does. You say, okay, well, maybe he works in relationships, but what about my employment? If you let him work in it, the answer is yes. Okay, that's great, but what about my health? The answer is yes. When you're trying to decide about where to live and and things that you're trying to do, does he help in that? The answer still is yes. Again, if you don't underestimate what he can do and you let the Lord be the Lord in your life, fully open to you, then he begins to show himself strong on your behalf in all of those areas. Think about it just for a minute. In every single area, that's good news. But you need, you need to let him do it. Let him be Lord in your life. Let him work it. Let him guide you. When you think about kingdoms and, and things like that, especially from uh, Old Testament, but even outside of the Bible itself, really the thought from most folks that were in a kingdom was that the king would provide, would provide the things that were needed. And so, yes, he might use people in his kingdom to make sure it happened, but it was his responsibility to make sure his subjects or his citizens were in good health and good standing and everything else because that makes his kingdom stronger. So Solomon knew this when he was king and he worked out deals with, with um, neighboring countries to prosper his people and, and so that everybody was in, in good health and prosperity and everything else. And the benefit even flowed over to some of his neighbor, the neighboring countries. So he knew that because if your people are strong, then your kingdom is strong. And so as a king, a king has the responsibility of making sure that his constituents or citizens or people in his kingdom are in good, good stead, good health, good everything. Well, even more so, the Lord of Lords and King of Kings will do that. Will make sure that everything concerning you is addressed and taken care of. Think about it for a minute. If that's the case, and if kings of the earth try to or used to try to make sure their, their people were taken care of, how much more do you think the Lord of Lords and King of Kings will do that for you? If you are in the kingdom, if you're a child of God, if you have given your life to Christ, you realize that he cares about you that much and that he'll make your day a good day. Even if storms come, he'll take you through the storm, so that's a good day. Even if things are said about you that you really don't like, it's okay. He'll take you through all of that. It's still a good day, no matter what comes. When, and I often use this continuously. And if people act a fool on the road or cut you off while you're driving and you want to say words that you really wouldn't want people that know that you're a Christ follower, if you are, um, you wouldn't want them to know you say Still, trust in the Lord, let him work for you, and that is still a good day. So don't underestimate him. Put him to the point where you say, Lord, I, I trust you in every aspect. I give you all aspects of my life, my money, my sources of income, my health, my family, whatever it is, fill in the blank, and you give it to him. And then he will make sure that things work out the way that they should work out. Don't underestimate Jesus. Remember that. Think about it this way. Here's another example. 
The disciples had to understand that, that when they thought they knew everything about Jesus, when they thought that they were getting in the right rhythm, the right groove, and knew how this, this traveling ministry was working, he kind of threw them a, a monkey wrench, if you will, a left turn. Because he took just a few up to a mountaintop with them. And they didn't know what they were going through. They were just following him because it seemed like he wanted them to come along. And he wanted to have a conversation or, or just speak to them privately. But then all of a sudden, something supernatural happened. There was this transfiguration where he was now talking to Moses and he was talking to other key folks from the Old Testament. And he looked like the brilliance and the glory was shining through him. And this was something major. And it's like, whoa, look at this. And they had to fall to the ground at that point. And, and then they heard the voice of God and everything else. And, and all of a sudden, when it was over, they saw Jesus. Then they began to realize there's more to him. They may have underestimated him or, or thought they realized that Yes, he's the son of God, and he did miracles in such and such a way. But he didn't transform like that until he did. And so they began to see another side of Jesus that they never saw before. They began to open up the breadth of who he is, which they didn't understand before. They thought they knew. And that's the trap that many of us fall into. We think we know everything there is to know about Jesus. We've memorized key scriptures that seem to come up, and we just repeat them over and over again. We've seen him work in certain ways in people's lives, and or we've heard about it, and we just keep repeating those testimonies. Great. But yet there's still so much more. And our job is to, to not to estimate him and then pursue him so that we can understand even more. I'll leave you with this. I often, when I've read in the book of Revelation, we hear about in the throne room, they're crying, holy, 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 and all. And so, and they do it on a regular basis. And, and, and they begin to cry other things in adoration. But yet, I realized something. When I used to think about how can you keep doing that over and over again? I realized that the more they spend time with him, the more they began to see. And then the more they began to see, the more they want to spend time with him. And then the more they spend time around the throne, they began to see even more. There's an unending amount of revelation that comes that is revealed from the throne room. And so when we are at a point when we think we know everything about Jesus, then he shows us something different when we spend that time, when we pursue. I want to encourage you today to not underestimate. And the way that you don't underestimate or that you prevent yourself from falling into the trap of underestimation is to continue to pursue him, to learn of him, and to see what he's showing you and apply it to your life. Apply it to your job. Apply it to the way you do business with with, um, the repair shop or places where you buy clothing or whatever it might be. Apply it to your relationships, your, your family relationships and, and other relationships. Apply it to the way that you carry yourself or how you dress or the things you do for entertainment. Just apply it and let him show you even more 
about how he is working in every single corner of your life. So that's what I wanted you to think about for a minute. That's what I wanted you to get excited about, that he is so much more than even now that you think he is. So when you don't box him in, you let him be who he is in, in your life, you begin to see and appreciate him so much more. And that's why that relationship becomes so precious. Hopefully this has been helpful for you. Hopefully this has been encouraging for you. And if so, I want you just to reach out to us, send us an email or, or leave us a voice message or just contact us and let us know that this is a blessing to you. There are so many people that, that follow us that, that I found out, but many of them I only know about when I just come across them and they tell me, oh, I like this podcast or I like um, that message or the, or the things where I listen to all of the the installments that you have, the episodes. And that's good to know. But sometimes it's, it's even better just if you can send a note. That's, that's letting everyone else that's associated with this know that there is a blessing going through. So with that being said, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you later.